0: Welcome back to episode number 299 of the Dust Safety Science podcast. This is the podcast we're building a global community around process safety, and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris In Today's episode, we're doing another crossover episode with the Dusty Jobs podcast, Donovan Karkai, a member of the Imperial Systems team that runs that podcast over there. And in this episode specifically, we're doing a review of the 2023 International Powder Show, which took place in Chicago, April 25th to 27th, 2003. So it was really interesting. The Imperial Systems team actually had the Dusty Jobs podcast set up at their booth at the Powder Show and did a number of interviews throughout the three-day event that are published on their YouTube channel and as part of their podcast on their website. And then on day three, on the end of the event, they had me on to give a review of the overall Powder Show in terms of combustible dust, what kind of educational material was covered, what was discussed at the end of Pace 660 panel, what were some of the takeaways, and some of the key things that happened in terms of combustible dust at the show that were coming up as well. So that's actually what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to do a replay of this interview that they did for the Dusty Jobs podcast. You can find all of the interviews that they did at the Powder Show on their YouTube channel, which we have a link to in the show notes. I do have to apologize a bit. The audio quality is a little bit off. It sounded great on their end. However, the two mics that we had picked up a kind of duplicate of her voices of mine and Donovan's voices a few times, which might make it come out a little bit strange in some parts of this episode published as an audio podcast. However, hopefully the audience will find it interesting to do a recap of the event and what was found there. I do mention towards the end the British Columbia regulations that are coming out on combustible dust. If you listen to the last couple of weeks of the podcast, this was actually something we covered back in episode 228, which was released two weeks ago. And that actually public comment process is over now, although some of the material there in that episode may be relevant for you if you're handling or working with companies generating combustible dust in British Columbia to stay up to date what's happening there. And so without further ado, then we'll jump in this week's podcast episode with, again, with Donovan Carcry from Imperial Systems.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dusty Jobs podcast. This is going to be our last install here at the Powder, Bulk and Solid show. Chris Clone is joining us today from Dust Safety Science. How's it going, Chris? Good. How's everyone doing? Good. (laughs) We're doing good. This is like, this is your show. This is like your playground of dust safety. This is where everybody comes to talk about like where, what you guys are all about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the powder show has been a great event for us to come to for the awareness and education of combustible dust. Obviously, the industries here. Plastics and powders and food and wood and pharma and chemical are all creating combustible, are all creating dust. That's yeah. why you care about it. But right. um, a lot of cases, that's combustible dust and that's what we do all day, every
1: day. Yeah, so tell everybody, maybe it's not familiar with your organization, yeah. what you guys are all about. So our small team runs Dust Safety Science, Dust Safety Academy,
0: Dust Safety Professionals, and it's all around awareness and education for combustible dust. We have a podcast and run for five years now. We've had you on the show before. We've been on Dusty Jobs. Yeah, you guys dust have Safety like Science. 250 episodes or something like that now, right? Every, right? every week for almost five years. Oh yep. my gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> so a lot of talking, all about combustible dust. You believe there's that much to say about it. <laughs> so we do awareness, education. Um, somebody needs help. they send a request through. We find an expert anywhere in the world to help them out. Have member companies like yourselves that uh, right. that support those efforts. I um, do a lot of uh, educational material, like the conference here um, right. last couple days, doing a lot of presentations and,
1: and moderating of sessions, trying to bring people together to understand the challenges. Yeah, we were talking about this before. Regulations are changing all the time. People are coming up with better and safer ways to help people go home safe at the end of the day. And you guys are, as far as I know, you're one of the people who do one of the best jobs, tracking that, I knowing it. what's going on, a great resource for anybody out there. who's trying to figure out more about their situation or their dust. You guys just are a, a treasure trove of knowledge in I that realm. It. Yeah.
0: From the newsletter, every Sunday, again, going on five years, every fire and explosion we can find in combustible dust, we send it out. Yeah. The Dust Saved Academy, it's got 1,700 people in it. There's open forum there, people just ask questions, get answers weekly digest so if if somebody else is creating more material on combustible that's trying to (laughs) trying to further the mission then then i don't know uh, i don't know who that'd be so
1: yeah i sat in on uh, your guys online seminar just uh, a couple months back that was great so many professionals on there talking about just more knowledge it was like drinking from a fire hydrant with trying to learn everything so you being someone who has this huge experience huge knowledge base on what's going on from this show, what are some things that, you know, if, if you didn't come to this show, what did you miss out on? What's some stuff that I mean, we got new or learned about? There's, there's a couple of pieces. One, so we'll
0: go through three things. But one, it's just nice to be back interacting with people in the flesh. I know with the world events and travel and all that, we're just sort of ramping up in the last year or so having events. But it's good to have that in-person communication. The reason is just so much faster. So yesterday through our help desk, we had. Three requests, plus two DSP requests, dust aid professionals. Training out of Quebec for combustible dust. Is hay dust explosible? TNT equivalents of sugar, which I actually know about from a past life in defense research and stuff, if you can believe that. <laughs> Testing, large test sites out of Europe, where, where are they at, where are they located? And, you know, in five or six questions like that, and within about 20 minutes of walking around the show, it's just, oh, I know this person has an answer, go talk to them. know yeah. this person has an answer, go talk to them. We were able to get all that support, help desk requests, desk refresh requests moved along at a speed that was just, you know, via email takes forever. Now, you guys are responsive, but not everybody responds quickly right. in their email, yeah. right? Yeah, So have that in-person capability, that's events, come to one of these events, appreciate Informa putting it on and Box Solid's putting it on. So that's really where, you know, in a day, people are getting
1: answers to the 100 toughest questions they have, and I think that's a really big there, there has been a really great turnout. There's yeah. been a, a lot of good people here. We've had a lot of people come through our booth and just getting to know them and and learn from them too as they come in about what they're doing and how we can help them or how they can help us. So we got it. Yeah. so that was number one. We ran
0: a whole track on combustible dust yesterday. Started in standards and regs in the morning, moved to dust hazard analysis in the in the middle of the day, and then yeah. hazard management, so exposure protection, fire protection options in the afternoon. Really meant to take people through that journey, and the the piece that was a big takeaway for me was that that's that's still really important. You still have people that are every you know every spot of the spectrum, brick and bustle. I feel that don't recognize the hazard through. They start to recognize the hazards, they need that education. Yeah. and the really hit home. Is I had a conversation with a, a large multinational well, health safety management, large journal of the National was pretty new to the field. Um, she said she came in on Tuesday, walked around and was just overwhelmed. You know, every vendor of every system and every, you know, from, from dust collection to exposure protection, fire design. And she said she almost couldn't talk to him, it was just too much information. She came to the, the education session yesterday, we walked right through with all the speakers there, again, regulations, identify, assess, address, combustible less hazards, here's your options. And uh, afterwards she came to thank me, said, I feel more comfortable now going back and talking to everybody the next day because I feel like I have that level of understanding. I know at yeah. the top when they say a, a flameless vent or a, a dust collection system or a filter receiver or whatever the piece of information. So that that education component is really important to keep, you know, front of mind instead of just throwing whatever the, the end of, thing is that you have at, at people. Here, Here, you know, you need a suppression system for yeah. this or try to understand why and
1: some of the background. And that's true. I mean, some people who are uh, new to the industry yeah. Just terminology, like what is what, what you need, what, you know, maybe you do need this on your system. You don't need that on your system. It can be overwhelming. And that's something you guys can help with, too. Helping walk people through that with just a real basic understanding. All day, every day. People just ask us
0: questions from, I said, Dust Safety Academy, the emails we send out, the podcasts. People will just email and say, like, what is NFPA 6? We'll talk about this in a second. But, you know, just the really basic stuff if you're thinking and ask it to us because we'll get you over that hump instead of not understanding for three months. Right. Most, myself or somebody from our team is brought back. It's like, this is the definition of combustible dust. Ask for NFPA or whatever it's going to be. It could be the most basic question in the world. If you got it, somebody else has probably had it and we probably
1: answered it before. Right. And, and, and don't get hung up on that basic question. Yeah. Don't get hung up on that. We want to help. We just can't get safety if you don't move forward, right? So yeah, don't get yeah. hung up there and yeah, get to the, Yeah, that's because that's your goal. That's our goal is just to help people have that safer work environment so they can get home safe every day. And you got it. Yeah. So and OK, so what were you going to say about NFPA?
0: So this morning we did a panel on NFPA 660, which is the standard for combustible dust. It is a combination of all the older NFPA standards, the current NFPA standards, I should say. So today the framework is 652 oh. is the fundamentals of combustible dust. Sixty one, six fifty five, six fifty four, and I missed one, but there's five of them. Our industry and commodity okay. specific standards covering <laughs> grain, wood, sulfur, metal, and other particular matter. That's sort of your standard set for how NFPA sits today. And they're all different documents. They're all very technical in nature. And
1: they're all unique.
0: And they're all they're all unique. They're all different layouts. You know, the chapters are in the same order. Yeah. So low point six sixty then and it's been a tremendous effort by the NFPA committees for all those groups as listed, is to combine that into one document in a hierarchy that's set up so it's much easier to understand hazards of combustible dust yeah. and understand that, again, identify, assess, address framework that's in there. Uh, but if you have questions, you know, and that's what the, the panel is for this morning. It's open discussion. We have four of the five, four of the six committee chairs there and just open forum discussions on on what NFPA means, NFPA 660 means for the industry moving forward. Yeah. And so the, the biggest things, I mean the three top concerns that we talked about. People are worried that's gonna cause onerous, you know, more requirements. And right. the the fundamental guiding principle of putting these together, and I'm not on the committees and I'm not NFPA, FPA. So from my understanding, but the principle is to actually have no net impact on industry. It's more of an organizational exercise. So there may be a couple tweaks here and there that are that are we'll say more minor, but it's unlikely that your industry, whatever you're in graphite or Coal or wood. food production or wood, or it's very unlikely that it's going to be a whole rewrite of your combustible safety management system. Gotcha. Because 660. Yeah. It's really meant to be a platform to help us as a community develop standards moving forward. So, so you don't need to be worried that's going to rechange everything you've done. Gotcha.
1: You. So 660 is more of an overall arching. To understand the combustible dust standards yeah. but then you'll still have to go down into your specific standard to really get into the weeds of it if you need to right it's just easier now because it's all in one document because it's
0: the way it's set up so to give an example, it's recursive. so chapters one to nine are fundamentals that's what's in your 652 document okay um, and then chapters 11 to 15 are those other standards i said what's added above and beyond the fundamentals for the material you're studying the really cool part is the layout is can't think of a less nerdy word than recursive, so I'll say recursive. <laughs> but so, say section 4.2 is the owner and operator requirements for combustible dust. I don't know if that's the number of it, but say that was it. Okay. The additional owner and operator requirements for grain handling would be 11.4.2. The additional owner requirement operator requirements for metal would be 12.4.2. Oh. Additional requirements for other
1: particular matter would be 15.4.2. So, not that the other ones were any different. This is a little more logical layout to it. Yeah. So that if you go to this and then you can go to your section underneath it. Exactly. And so the, like I just explained, you could read those
0: and understand all the combustible dust owner and operator requirements in about 10 minutes. You couldn't do that in the current standard. You'd have to read every document and because they're in different order and, and have different way the different conflicts are patterns. dealt with, different yeah. flow patterns. You'd have to read each one, understand each one, understand where the conflicts are, and then kind of come up with a hypothesis on what you think it means for all combustible, and then, so you have to be really smart, which the committee committee's there, yeah. but if you're coming in from the outside, there's no way to do it. Yeah, like it, today, could be, it could be overwhelming yeah. if I'm
1: the guy at my facility who's tasked with figuring this out, Yeah, that'd be a lot. Or the, or the guy that's trying to sell you know, uh,
0: equipment to support that operator. It's, it's confusing right. for everyone involved. So 660, again, like it literally would take 10 minutes to read those sections. Yeah, this makes sense. This is how it is across all combustible dust. And that's that's not possible in the current standard set. So that's really the, the, the overarching goal. for. So six sixties is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out. First draft came out in October of last year, October 2022. There's public input, public comments were accepted on that draft till January of this year. And now the committees are all voting on those public inputs that came in. So the way the process is, they vote on the public inputs, any changes to documents are made. October this year, the new draft will come out for another round of public comment, they call it, instead of public input. Basically the same. You put input into the changes that were made. Right. Um, they'll come with another draft. And then there's another chance to appeal at NFPA's conference in person in 2025. And then the, the standard will go ahead from there. So we're sort of in the middle, I guess. There's a draft out there. Uh, you can access it today. Right now it's nfpa.org slash 660. Click on next edition click on first draft and <laughs> click on view report or something it says. Okay. You gotta create a uh, login credentials. It's just the way it is. Right. It helped me up, but you do that and, and you can be the whole thing in Terraview with all the public input. Wow. And if somebody's made a comment, they had to leave their name, the reason why they think it's important to, to consider. Yeah. And you could actually understand where 660 is today just by going to those. I know it's saying it verbally on here is not the, like we, we had an image of the, the 660 thing, then we might be able to show how to do it. But yeah. it's quite easy, much easier for people think right right they might sit here for the next six months and say i don't know it's in 660 i'm
1: scared about my section you just go read it right now (laughs) right and that's what's great is that it's not there's not just some people out there who are making up whatever they want they're listening they're i mean there's all it sounds i I mean i didn't know all this but it sounds like there's a lot of steps to make sure that whatever comes out at the end is going to be the best for everybody that's involved so and it's the committees are anywhere from 20 to
0: 30 to 40 people and I'm estimating last three years, like the average might have been forty, fifty hours. Some I know spent up to one hundred fifty hours. So you're talking high thousands, maybe tens of thousands of hours. Yeah, people are taking their time. Put into put, to, yeah. Put again. They're not just, you know, the the gurus, the experts. There's they have to have a mandatory split of consultants, insurance, um, end users, large end users. The you know, the big companies of the world, smaller end users, yeah. a couple of researchers in there and that sort of thing. So it tries to get every viewpoint in and they hash it out like it's, I don't know, it could be a bloodbath in some of those trying to get, <laughs> but that's the point, right? To bring different perspectives in and then try to get a better document out know, at the end of the day.
1: Right. Which a better document is going to make it clear for everybody who has to use these, yeah. clear for everyone who's trying to implement them. Yeah. And then in the end of the day, what it's going to do is it's going to make a safer environment Exactly. For people who are working, yeah, and and easier to understand too. Right, like
0: you can go figure out what your requirements are <laughs> as per NFPA. Where, I mean, you can do that today, but it just takes more effort to. It figure. gets tricky. Yeah. So that was the big takeaway from that panel. There are a lot of specific discussions. I'd say if you have a question about how it impacts you or your industry. Reach out to Donovan. Um, you can also reach out to myself. Yeah. i All right, explain. That's what we do. People ask these questions all day, every day. So we're happy to help.
1: Yeah. Reach out to me. I'll ask Chris. Uh, so, you got it. <laughs> so is there anything else that, you know what I mean, that's coming up? Anything new with you guys coming up that?
0: There's always new stuff going on. 660 is a big deal. If you're a Canadian company, uh, if you're working out of British Columbia, they just came out with their proposed regulations on combustible dust. So that's a big deal if you're working out of British Columbia or you have clients working out of British Columbia. Yeah. I think it's only open for public comment for six weeks or something like that. So if when comes out, it may may have missed the public comment stage, but it's good to be aware of what the changes are to the regulations there. Lots of stuff overseas in terms of new and novel, and that would have been stuff covered at conference, salamis venting and suppression and uh, isolation and that sort of stuff. But that's that's like leading edge things that will impact the standards five years from now. You know, the latest in science of how to protect and prevent dust explosions. Yeah, learning more every day. Yeah, for us, we're just trying to double down with our team of Again, increasing awareness, doing that education component and then helping people when they have a question. I'm gonna stick their hands and say, hey, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to choose a, a widget that does X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, I need somebody to come and support me. Our team get better and better at saying, quickly getting them to a place where they can get the help they need. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and that yeah, that's what's great about what you guys do. You're you're building the network so people can get answers, get them in a, a decent amount of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because it's, it's, nobody wants to get bogged down with, trying to figure out stuff on Google, if there's people who can just yeah. know it. So, and especially like we were talking about, walking around here, yeah. if you have the chance to come to a conference like this, it's a great opportunity to walk around and talk face-to-face with people who are doing it full-time. You got it,
0: and if you're listening to this and you, you like podcasts, Dust Safety Science podcast is, is our show. Oh yeah. We're 250 some odd episodes. Again, only about combustible dust. us, if you can believe that, but it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we get, we covered a lot of ground from from Zimbabwe to Jordan to North Carolina to to here in Illinois. We talk about it all, so yeah, it's a good spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Chris, thanks for coming on. We always enjoy having you on. You're yes. you're such a, a wealth of knowledge. It's 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 like drinking from a fire hose from you sometimes. I'm trying to keep that. it all in. We we love having you on, and uh, we're just looking forward to next time we get to talk to you because yep. I'm sure it'll be about exciting stuff. I hope you have a great ride home. We're, we're signing off here from uh, Powder Ball, And uh, I just want to say thanks for listening, guys. Everyone who's out there, you know, like, share, you know, share this with other people who might be trying to figure out what NFPA 660 is or what's coming up. And until the next time we talk, stay healthy and stay safe. 100%. Thanks, Ivan. Yep.
0: And so that's it for this week's Episode of the podcast. hope you enjoyed that review of the International Powder Show. It took place in Chicago, April 25th to 29th, 2023, and giving an overview of some of the materials covered in terms of combustible dust. Again, on day two of the event, there was a full-day workshop on combustible dust and regulation standards, hazard analysis, how to identify, assess, and address combustible dust hazards, and explosion safety and protection methods as well. And then on day three of the event, there was an NFP six sixty panel. There's quite a good discussion there from, I think, four of the six committee members for the NFPA 660 standards taking questions from the audience on this development of 660 and what it means for industry moving forward. I do want to say thank you to Donovan and to the Imperial Systems team that runs the Dusty Jobs podcast for setting up the interview process at their booth at the Powder Show is really interesting. And again, you can go to their YouTube channel at Imperial Systems, which we'll have a link to in the show notes for this podcast episode to catch all of the other interviews that they did at the powder show as well. So that's it for this week. As always, I want to say thank you for listening to Dust Safety Science Podcast. hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate everything you're doing. And she's handling combustible dust, keeping them safe for the work that you're doing out there every day. Keep it up.